Hello, everyone. So welcome to today's meditation session. As usual, we have two sessions each week. One is on Monday, one is on Wednesday, and today is Wednesday. So for each session, we just cover a different topic. And from that topic, we expand uh, to a larger level, to a more general level about meditation. And of course, the session also involves meditation in practice. I hope this session can, can give you something. Hopefully, can at least bring some peace and calm deeply. So today's topic is about forgiveness. To forgive people. To forgive a lot of things that you have gone through. For some people, probably for many people, to forgive someone is never easy. When people in that emotion, with the resentment or even hatred, in that violent state, yes, it's violent, is it? It's difficult to simply forgive someone unless we could understand the whole situation from a different perspective, from the totality of the mind, from the essence of this world. When people don't want to forgive, people still in the mood to seek something. Seek what? Seek compensation. Seek apology from someone. Also as a compensation. In that state, people have this logic. Oh yeah, you hurt me. So that's why you need to compensate me. Else I won't forgive. Because people don't look within. They never realize that there's such an inner world. In their mind, there's only one word. There's only one roof where all the people are living in. 
So the relationship between human beings has been regarded by them as kind of exchange, trade. If I uh, forgive someone in this treat, obviously I, lo I lose something, right? Because I forgive somebody and I, it means that I give up seeking compensation. And uh, if, you know, if I don't seek compensation, there's nothing I can be attached to to heal my feelings, which means that if I got the conversation, I can rely on that conversation to heal my feelings because I'm attached to that conversation. That's most people's logic. In in the daily life. But does that work or not? We are someone who think you we are someone who think hurt you. Compensate compensate you? If you think in this way, I think the other side also thinks in the same way, right? You seek compensation from the other side, and the other side also seeks compensation from you. The, the conflict perpetuates. The both, eyes, the both sides suffers a lot. So in this assumption, logic, it is very difficult to forgive. Because forgive means giving up, giving up your benefit, giving up your compensation. And if you don't want to give up, which means that you don't forgive, you still in the illusion that you can get something back from the other side. Hopefully, the thing you get back can have some kind of a sentimental values to heal your feelings. That's the general logic people are having, are holding on to, are attached to in this situation. Because we always look out of it for something so we can be attached to. This happens a lot in the capitalism society, right? Everything is, is in money. No matter how hard you hurt, I can give you money to alleviate that kind of hurt. 
hopefully. So when we are attached to this kind of external measurement, like the currency, whatever, we began to lose the basic humanity. We need to realize this distortion here of the mind in seeking compensation when someone's mind is disturbed or hurt. Because we have been ignoring this very important in the world, the mind. The mind is so easily disturbed, is it? You can be disturbed about anything, anything you take seriously. also includes the conversation. If you take seriously the conversation, the very seeking of it also give you the trouble, is it? Anything we did out of the intention, out of the mind, only as up to more activities of neurons. We think that someone has hurt us and we are very good at blaming others for the for the trouble. But could we slow down a little bit to try to analyze this part? Are we really hurt by someone else? Of course, there could be some hurt physically. Someone beat you. Somebody wants to kill you. It's kind of physical threatening. Of course, that's horrible. But this is not in our session. What we are talking about today and in the past sessions, it's all in the such psychological world. So, in this situation, in the psychological world, we need to look at carefully about the hurt. Who is hurting us? Are you really hurt by someone? By your girlfriend, boyfriend, by your family members, by your colleague, by anyone? This analysis is very important, actually. Who is hurting us? 
who can hurt us? Psychologically. Are you hurt by someone really, or are you hurt by the reaction to your self-image, to a thought, to other people's behaviors, words, stuff? Have you ever noticed this before, between you and this world? There's an there's a in, in, uh, there's a reaction in between. When somebody does something, maybe says something very unpleasant, and you react to it, then you go hurt. Have you ever noticed this process? It is your reaction that has led you to hurt, to the mental disturbance, not directly by the person you mean. You are disturbed by this reaction. So the mental challenges come from the reaction. I hope everybody can think about that carefully. When you react to it, you get hurt. If you don't react, no matter what that people did or spoke, if you have no reaction towards it, what would be the result? Would you still get hurt? So this part requires everyone to feel it, to observe it in your daily life, to notice your reactions at each moment. How did you react to something, to some situation, to some people? And you get some emotions like frustration, anger, resentment, dislike, And if you don't forgive, which means that you still care about that, you still take it very seriously, and that reaction is perpetuated by your insistence. And then you keep 
being disturbed by this reaction because you still want to seek conversation from other people. So you hold on to that reaction. Do you see the point here, everyone? It is little, not little, very counterintuitive, right? And we have, if we held the wrong view about this world, like the logic we mentioned before, this kind of compensation scheme, you won't seek compensation from someone who hurt you. Then this wrong view make it difficult for one to forgive. And I think everybody could feel the consequence of that the continuous disturbance, the continuous trouble. But if we could see this human interaction properly, the notice is that everyone has an inner world, which means that everyone has a reality, right? Everyone is living in a different world. and how we react to the world determines the well-being of you, right? If you react a lot, I guess it is not easy to acquire peace in your life. You know, many people can be very complaining Complaining about a lot of things. Now, complaint is also kind of reaction, is it? If the society has a lot of complaining, I guess it's not easy for people, at least for that group of people, to be really peace. So, forgive someone, it's very simple, right? If we have held the proper views about our human relationships, we just want to end the reaction, return to peace. And that's to forgive someone. But I guess many people, many people, we may ask if something one there's something very immoral, very terrible. Will this one? Will 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 he or she? get away with it if I forgive him or her. So I need to reiterate here. Everything we are talking about is within the domain 
of the psychological world. You decide to forgive someone psychologically means that you want to end the reaction to it. You would like to return to peace and calm. If that is your priority of your life, peace and calm and joyful. When you psychologically forgive someone, it does not mean that you do nothing to fight against the wrong behaviors, the unwholesome behaviors. You take actions to counteract. Those behaviors, when you are very thin, when you are thin, which means that you are very reasonable, not trapped by reactions. You see, when you forgive someone, you can easily work out the reactions and return to peace, return to sin. That sanity. Will give you the clarity to take actions, to do something proper, to counteract the unwholesome behavior you have gone through from the other side. Isn't it very counterintuitive? Because you forgive somebody, and you have the sanity. The clarity to take actions. If you don't forgive someone, which means that you still take the very seriously of the situation, and your mind is still being disturbed. I would say it's difficult to gain clarity in that mental state. Without that clarity, it can be very difficult to make a proper behavior, to make a proper decision and、uh, actions. Right? So, so to speak, when we are really calm, peace, we could really act. Because we could see the whole story, the whole situation clearly, and then we could act, see and act. But if we are not peaceful, we are not calm, we are disturbed. We lost. We lose that clarity. And peace and calm is not here. And we also could not see the situation clearly because the reaction we are in has built up a wall, which is purely 
entrap us to see the whole world clearly. When you can't see the whole world clearly, you couldn't really take a proper action. So that's why. Again, we said, peace, calm is always top priority, right? It gives you the energy to see and act properly. And that's why we meditate. To return to peace and calm first in any difficult situation. To understand the mind, the human being, the essence of the world, wholly and totally. That's to meditate. Of course, there are millions of forms of meditation, like the breath meditation we will do in the next few minutes. But there's no fixed form. Even you are reading a book with your full attention on it, that's also a meditation. Just like we have talked and discussed in the past novel, this kind of, when you give attention to your mind, not to what I said, to your mind, and then we explore it together, just like now, it's also meditation. If you walked on the, on the road without being distracted by your thoughts, it is also meditation. So anyway, let's do the first part of meditation today in the next 10 minutes. Following the audio guide, I hope you can slow down and uh, try your best to walk out of the thoughts, return to this moment, the sensation of your body, the breath. After that, we can come back again for the second part of the session.
Now, let's take a 10-minute meditation. Start by taking a moment to find a comfortable position to sit in a posture that you feel relaxed and get alert. Let hands rest on your knees or laps. Let the eyes close gently. Soften your forehead. Act a soft smile in the corner of your lips. Breathe naturally. As you breathe in, be aware that you are breathing in. Feel the sensation of breathing in. The region can be the nostrils, can be the belly, can be anywhere. Focus on the part you feel most. As you breathe out, be aware that you are breathing out. Feel the sensation of breathing out. The region can be the nostrils, can be the belly, can be anywhere. Focus on the part you feel most. Fix your attention on the breath. Let go of any thought, words, images. This moment, nothing is more important than breath.
every time you hear the bell, check where your attention is. If it wasn't on the breath, gently invite your attention back to the breath and sustain your attention on the breath.
slowly bring your awareness back to this room. Feel into your body. Wiggle your fingers and toes. When you are ready, open your eyes. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the second part of the session. I hope everyone has a very peaceful and calm state in the past 10 minutes. No matter what you are focusing on, it can be the breath, it also can be the belly. Just give your full attention on that. To notice the change of your body, change of the breath. What you need to do is to give the full attention on that, not thinking about something. It is very easy actually you know, for people to focus on things, to think about things, to ruminate about a lot of things and people. That kind of thinking is problematic. Why? Is it problematic? Because that kind of thinking, there is a center. So you always think about something around the center. Have you ever noticed it? Did you ever notice that center in your thinking? Isn't it the self? When you think, you think around a center, which is the self. Which means that you think about a lot of things for the self. You want to benefit the self as much as possible and try to protect the self as much as possible, which borders on self-defense. But I guess you feel that that kind of thinking is very tiring, is it? A lot of time and energy has gone into the calculation, comparison, all kinds of emotions, reactions. For the self, the self-image, anything around the self. When you think about 
the self. There is all kinds of conflicts. And this kind of self-model is the foundation of the economy, the, eco the, the economics. And whole society is running on the self. So the mind is always busy, right? It's always occupied with thoughts. Thoughts about the self in all kinds of forms. How many moments in your day are really free from thoughts, free from the self? Yeah, I think even in your dreams, there could be many thoughts about the self. But during the meditation, we give full attention on the sensation. can be any part of the body to feel it, to observe it. In that attention, there's no thinking. Therefore, there's no self. When you don't have the self on the mind, what do you feel? How do you feel about that? Isn't it a kind of relaxation, is it? It's similar to the sex. When people are engaged in the sexual activities, that sensation, in that sensation, there's no self. And people know, are creating all kinds of activities, hopefully to Forget the self for relief. And to end the self psychologically, seriously, is to meditate. When you have no thoughts, when, you, when your life is not supported by thoughts, if you couldn't do that, that's already life without the self, free from the self. Today's topic is about forgiveness, right? Forgive someone. And during the first part of the session, we have discussed the rationale behind forgiveness when we have a proper view about the whole world, the inner world, the essence of the world. When we don't forgive one, someone, we are still reacting. We are still in the mood of self-defense. 
Wait a minute. Self-defense. Yes. The self is there, right? If you don't forgive, you're in a strong sense of self, right? You want to defend the self. You want to benefit the self by seeking compensation, which is another illusion. So to forgive is also to end the self, the source of all kinds of mental challenges. So, you see, how to handle all kinds of emotions in a life, all kinds of reactions. Like today, we mentioned forgive. Isn't it to end the self? Forgive is a way, is a wisdom to end the self in some situations. So when you have no self, your mind can return to peace shortly. When your mind is clear, you could take actions. But if you keep the self running in your head, and all kinds of troubles, conflicts just follow. And if you are trapped in that, no clarity, no actions can be taken to change the situation. In a word, the psychological existence of the self is the only source of all kinds of problems we are going through. And to meditate is to, to be deeply aware of the self, the influence of it on each corner of the life. Where there's a reaction, there's a self. Look at the troubles you have gone through and you are going through. Under the, the consequence of the self, in different forms of the self, self-consciousness, self-defense, self-importance, arrogance, 
you name it. And to live in a society, probably you also have to be aware of the foundations of the society, the personal identity, the ego, to notice the potential influence of that on the self. How easy is it to trigger the self by lot of things? If you are not able to be aware of that, those influence will go into you, right? To trigger the self. To trigger all kinds of troubles. Look at the whole world outside. The chaos of it. Isn't it the inner projection of the mental chaos due to the self? the ego stuff running through a lot of people. It is very important for people to notice the havoc wrecked by the self, the existence of this psychological concept. From the very old time until now, nothing is really improved, right? We have the ego, the ambition, the motivation, the goal, the jealousy, hatred, resentment. Because the self, people is violent. The violent the violence is not only about the physical violence, which is obvious, but also the psychological ones, right? People speak the hurtful words. People make false accusation. People, you know, there are so many sociopaths running the society. When do you understand this deeply? To end the self in each of us so we can feel peace and free in this world in this chaotic world if we have no self how can we get hurt psychologically If you have no self, no thoughts about that, what kind of freedom we can get 
when we had clarity on the mind. Won't you get the true freedom, which is not defined by thoughts, by concept, by ideologies, but it's a true feeling that you feel free to do anything you want. When you have no self, no matter what you do, it is always moral. With compassion and love. So that's all for today's meditation session. The topic of which is forgiveness. We have talked a lot today in the session, but it is really up to you to really put it into practice. That is to live life without the self. To forgive, to see the things as they are, and take actions. You take actions to counteract the improper behaviors running through the society, not out of your hatred for the self, but for the compassion. Of the whole world, the whole humanity. I hope this session was helpful in some way or another, and I hope you could bring meditation to your life, to more people, to spread the message of it, to help awaken more people. And thank you for. Being here tonight to spend the last hour together to meditate, to relax, and to reflect. I hope you have wonderful evening, and、uh, also the whole week. And hopefully, see you see you guys in the future sessions.
Thank you very much. Bye bye.